listening to the oneofus.net podcast network one of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions we do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads but on a case-by-case basis if you're interested in that contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. This is Bradley Martin with oneofus.net, and we are about to rewrite history, living life like a hurricane, getting all these lyrics out of order to tell you about a beautiful remade series called DuckTales that debuted in 2017. We're going to be talking about this series as a whole and the finale. This is the One of Us DuckTales review. I keep almost wanting to say woo every fucking time you say DuckTales. It's literally ingrained into me that I have to. Absolutely. Now I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be talking about this alone, and we certainly probably have a lot to cover. So let's dive right into it. That there you heard was uh, Glumgold's Shark Guy, Spider Mike. Hey, howdy, howdy. And we got a number one dime with us, Maciek. All the way from Poland. All the way from Poland. Yes. Uh, we're so happy to have you here with us. We've been talking to him a little bit, and you're, a, I would say, an encyclopedic expert on all things DuckTales. I mean, uh, maybe Disney comics in general, because believe it or not, in Europe, Disney comics are actually bigger than in United States, and this is actually a fact, <laughs> uh, because uh, after, uh, if I g- can give, like a little trivia on the start, after World War II, Italy started producing their own Disney, com- their own Disney comics. And uh, since then, like uh, from Norway, from Danish, from France, they are like super popular here in Europe. And like our o- local artists are doing their stories, which is interesting because uh, I actually heard a story that after they stopped producing those comics in America, they were still doing them in Europe. Right. I grew up with them and of course the original DuckTales. So yeah, I'm a big fan. I think that's amazing. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're here to talk about this with us. I'm going to give a very brief synopsis of this crazy show. It's just like the one when we were all kids. Donald Duck has some important things going on and he has three little nephews that need to be watched so he can go to a job interview so he kind of dumps them off on his uncle scrooge who he hasn't talked to in years the boys slowly grow fond of their uncle scrooge and he grows fond of them and they become an adventurous family and this three seasons is about those type of adventures they go on how that affects them as a whole what it means to be a family and what it means to truly live a life of adventure and i really enjoyed this a lot i actually kind of wiped a tear away because i've been watching this with my daughters since 2017 and now it's over who knows 
What will bond over now? I need something. Us fathers need something. Yeah, as much I had some problems with the finale, like the when they show the credit, final credits, and they just show all the characters giving like this curtain call. I was yes. tearing like, oh, yeah. oh, there's Gyro, oh, there's this, guy, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Phantom is with Gandra finally, you know, it's like ah. You know. oh. That's right. I, DuckTales is one of the greatest reboots of a cartoon I've ever seen. In, in this day and age, they they reboot cartoons all the time. You know, they did Thundercats a long time ago, and that one wasn't too bad. But they, they always change a lot that makes it... Like, you never feel like the same sort of uh, sense is there. But with DuckTales, I thought, like, the same sense of adventure and the same sense of family was still there, if not more so. And I think it worked so well because it was such a grand scale compared to a lot of other reboots. Because yeah. a lot of the reboots will be like, wink and not at, at some of our original stuff where this one's like, we could not at everything. Yeah. It doesn't shy away from where it came from and it doesn't shy away from the connections that it made. And it doesn't shy away from just Disney's past in general. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, they took away like uh, from original Karl Barks comic books, they took away from later comic books, European comic books like characters like Fetri Duck or Rocker Duck, like uh, or a lot of, of uh, stuff about Della is, you know, actually from those comics. But, you know, they also combine it with like Disney afternoons, you know, like Tailspin, Chip and Dales. So like, for, like, for example, for me, this show was like Batman Brave and the Bold, you know, just every moment there is like a Easter egg, there is like a in-joke. Yeah. But, you know, also I think this show was just very funny on its own. I'm a big fan of the cast. I think that uh, voice acting like was uh, on so many, many levels uh, amazing. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, I know so many people who, because they grew up with original DuckTales or the comics, they don't like this show actually, which is surprising to me because they always say, oh, they are changing the lore, they are changing, you know, this character. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just like a Elseworld. Okay, it's a different take. It's a new spin on the characters. They are still showing. They love the original like every two minutes because they always will put like a Easter egg. But I will admit uh, it sometimes was a little bit distracting for me. Like, for example, Gyro, who in the comics, you know, or in the old cartoon, he's like this really nice, humble guy. And in this version, he's like this always grumpy, always like, yeah. you know, hates life, clearly. Or, <laughs> or you know, Glomgold, for example, he's a character who is always like supposed to be like very sinister, very cunning in the original version. And this version is like this raging man child, like, yeah. and which, like, I had this only problem with him because he's like very, very funny, but at the same time, it's like, but he's supposed to be like Scrooge's arch nemesis, you know, like his biggest rival. And it, because Scrooge in this show is really great. And it's like, you would have like Batman from Batman the animated series fighting the Lego Joker to me, you know? But because the voice acting is so great, you know, like Jim Rush, who, do, who is my, one of my favorite voice actors, is doing Gyro, or uh, Kate Ferguson, who is Glomgold, like he has a fantastic delivery, so it didn't bother me, you know, they, because they were so good to listen and just fun characters. Yeah, and I agree completely. Yeah. I've heard that before, actually, like the specific idea that people don't like this DuckTales, because I, I would go through the comments sometimes every now and then when something new would come out. And they would they would talk exactly like that. What you were mentioning, where they're like, "I'm a big fan of these comics," and they're doing just all this dumb shit kind of thing. Like it's it's the way I react to like bad comic book adaptations of my favorite superheroes kind of thing. And I think that's amazing though, because that shows how much these characters mean to people. And I still think that they treated the characters really well, because even though they were different, they knew what they were prior to that point. Like so speaking of Jim Rash's um, gyro character. They show why he's like that in the season, 
And I think that's interesting because they could have easily just left it as, oh, he's just a crazy person now. But then they, but they, the episode Astro Boy, they're like, no, this is the reason he's like this. He, he didn't used to be pessimistic and kind of nihilistic. Yeah. He used to be the fun, happy gyro. He even looked like original gyro. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing that they're like, no. And then something happened that made him like that. And I think that's fascinating. Uh, you know what I noticed that uh, people who not read the comics, but they grew up with Disney Afternoon. Like, they are much more forgiving because, you know, for example, Darkwing Duck or uh, Tailspin characters, you know, they waited to finally see them again for so much long that, okay, they are not bothered by the changes. Oh, great, it's Darkwing again. Actually, you know, the Darkwing so. thing took some getting used to because um, cause I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big fan of Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck was my Disney afternoon character. <laughs> I actually didn't give a shit about DuckTales originally because <laughs> I, 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 it, was, it was very basic was my issue with the original DuckTales. And I didn't oh, yeah. care about the boys because they were just tiny Donald Ducks. I didn't know the difference. Yeah, well, they were just one kid drawn three times. I was know? like Gyro in this series where he's like Blue Nephew, Red Nephew with hat and... And green nephew kind of thing <laughs> like originally that's how i felt about the boys and so darkwing duck was my thing because it's like it's great this great thing about like these three characters and then when the first season was like oh it used to be a tv show and it was uh, this guy named jim and i'm just like man what the fuck <laughs> it's like i was so upset because to me it meant like well that means like not gonna get anything darkwing related and then it kept going and then the second season happens and then I just fall in love with the show a million times over. Or they got the two creators of Darkwing to do something for that episode. Because for one, the original creator is has an actual cameo. And the original artist draws the backstory when he starts telling his backstory. And I was just like, man, like this show is willing to be like, I get it. Like It's like, just give it a minute and then you'll see what we're doing. When they show you what they're up to, it's like, fuck, man. Like every time I knew what was where something was going... They just knew how to make it more interesting. I mean, the stuff that got to me in that episode was Negaduck origin story because it was such a, such a surprise reveal because you are thinking, okay, I know where this is going. And then like, wait, is he turning? Oh my gosh, you know, Negaduck, you know, at the end it was The like... second that Negaduck reveal happens, because original Negaduck is, is, he's like Ultraman or Owlman. He's, he's an alternate reality Darkwing Duck who's just an asshole kind of thing and i was like well that's like i love negaduck negaduck is one of the fan favorites of the original and then the way they do it here it's like holy shit and i and it's a shame um because i was talking to my check before we started recording was that we don't get a payoff for negaduck we just know that he's out there and that that does bum me out a lot yeah well i'm gonna put a pin in that that particular episode we're talking about that blew my mind because there are two goofy movie references in that episode and they're brought to us by dewey duck uh, played by ben schwartz who is hilarious comedy gold i'm so glad he's finally landing and sprinting going fast with his career a little sonic reference but this is such a nice wrapped up cute episode about christopher nolan as a director even that negaduck episode and superheroes in general and how much they've changed and so much of the show is presenting how things do change but still can stay the same a little bit without insulting or talking down to its audience and that's what i loved about it season one has this mystery called the spear of selene and i've never seen a through line through a children's cartoon before so that blew my mind in episode two, it's mentioned, Donald's like, crazy old man, this is just like with the Spear of Selene. And my son and daughter are all like, huh, they mentioned the Spear of Selene earlier. I wonder what that is. And my mouth just drops like, they did? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, show me. Show me now. 
And since then, we've been freaking hooked, and it pays off. Season one was my favorite season, by the way. I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, what was your favorite episodes and season of this show? That's a tough one, because I love the show a lot. Season one has, I think, one of the better finales of the season. Yeah, Shadow War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I love how that one plays out, because it's very much about the importance of family. Probably, I think it hits the, the nail probably the hardest when it comes to that. But uh, my favorite episodes, because I'm such a goddamn Darkwing Duck nerd, are the Darkwing episodes, which is the Duck Knight Returns yeah. and Let's Get Dangerous. Or Those are my two favorite episodes. Because every time Darkwing Duck's on screen, I just love him. Because the guy they got to, to do the new voice is the current voice of Mickey Mouse, actually. Wow. And he... um. Fantastic job. Uh, Dino, Di I can never say his last name because it's it's Greek as hell. Um, but, <laughs> but he's actually a guy who, who shows up in a lot of stuff. Isn't he the guy who does Torcules? Because I think he's the current voice of Mickey. He Mouse. is too, actually. Yeah, he does. He does oh, a lot the same of actor. voice. Ah, okay, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize. Yeah, again. Cast is amazing. People want to know what he looks like in uh, real life. He also does a lot of live action stuff. He was one of the Three Stooges in the Three Stooges movies. Oh. I think he was Mo. If I remember correctly, oh, and he was, yeah, he's a huh. he's he's a really good good guy, like star wise, like he's in a lot of stuff, and he has such range that, like, the fact, yeah, that he does Storkleys and Mickey Mouse and Darkwing Duck, and honestly, like, if I hadn't known that, I probably I wouldn't have believed you, kind of thing, because they're so <laughs> different. Oh, listen, the actor who blew me away was Eric Bauza. Oh yeah, he's of course, shit. also the voice of Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, but here he do the Beagle Boys. And what blew me away about him was that, you know, in the first episode with the Beagle Boys, he like voices three brothers. Okay, like, yeah. which one is different? Okay, but then like the very next episode, they are like introduced like 10 more brothers and like each one has like this radically different voice. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow. But uh, you ask what was my favorite episode. And in the first season, it was all Lina stuff. Like that was the storyline I grabbed to the most, like Lina and her friendship with Webby. And mm -hmm. uh, because in the comics, I really love Magicka the spell so uh, of course all that stuff with the dime and and L Lina was like one of those characters I don't know why but my first impression of her when I seen her and you know in the first scene I was like okay I know this character like they will try to make her like really cool like this very millennial and then the more I was watching the more I was like feeling sorry for her with the show and I really fell in love with her and like her relationship with Webby like felt really genuine to me so I love all the Lina's and, you know, there are some stuff uh, which from the comics they never touch in animation. They finally did, like uh, Gladstone Gander, yeah. uh, Donald's lucky cousin, who was in the old DuckTales, but in, in the comics he's always like Donald's main rival. And in the, in the animation they never met. So this show is actually the first time he and Donald clash. And, like, I really love the first episode with them for the, from the original show. But uh, you mentioned the uh, Spear of the Selene story arc. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was one of my few disappointments with the show, like really big. Uh, and I will explain why, because uh, the for me, the first season was brilliant. I agree because, okay, they are building up this mystery that Huey, Dewey and Louis are looking for their mom, you know? I mean, at least Dewey at first. And uh, for me, that was like a brilliant move because in the comics, while they hint Della many times and they mention who she was and some of her backstory that she was like a space pilot, like that was uh, from the European comics, but... Uh, you know, in comics, they never found her. They never meet her. So for me, it was like a brilliant move that, okay, we are building this show around this mystery that actually means a lot for the fans, you know. And, you know, she's like a big character because she's their mom. She's Donald's sister. And, you know, for the first season, I was really excited. And in the second season, 
I really had this feeling they pretty much quickly went, you know what, we are not doing this mystery anymore. Oh, look, she's back, you know, and for me it was like really anticlimactic. I never liked that episode where she returns just because it was like... There was no effort on the character's part. It was just, oh, look, your long-lost mom, one day just arrived at your door, you know. I just didn't somehow, it emotionally didn't sit with me. Uh, since they bring Della back, you know, the way it changes status quo, I, I didn't like it too much. Like, it always felt to me that she's, like, not necessary. Like, a lot of what she do, you can have with Scrooge or with Donald. And for me, she a little bit undercuts Donald role. And my final problem with Della is that she's, one of few characters I honestly don't like her personality just because uh, all other, like, I mean, on paper she works like, oh, let's give the boys a mom who's like really adventurous, fun-loving, crazy. Yeah. But I don't know, there is something about the actress, maybe who plays her, I don't know, but uh, she just Padgett comes Brewster plays De- De- I love Patrick Brewster, though. I have the ex- opposite feeling about her character. Yeah, me too. I mean, for me, she just comes off uh, like this really, mo- less like a mom and more like this irresponsible older sister. And I don't know, I just find her sometimes annoying. The only thing I love about her is the song. Like the song, the way the way they incorporated this piece of music into her lullaby. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I think it was a brilliant moment. Like I was it's one of those scenes that made me almost tear up. Yeah. But after that episode, I just I don't know. I didn't like Neverdella for me. She was problematic. So. I don't fault you for that. Although the show kind of like makes an effort to mention that about Della early on when the fact that she isn't very like safe mother kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't remember which episode it was. I, I know it's in the second season where they're just she starts realizing like how much he's just more like let's just do dumb shit together kind of thing <laughs> and like i don't remember which episode it is but like yeah she's like even everybody around her is like dude you're supposed to be their mom not like their friend and she's like ah, i just don't know what to do and it made sense because she wasn't there their whole life and i thought her character worked because of the fact that she was obviously where a lot of the boys got their personality from Especially Dewey, Dewey specifically. Yeah, I never felt that she undercut at Donald entirely. I get that though, because I felt kind of bummed that he sort of disappears for the second season, and um, yeah. I was actually very worried she was going to take over Launchpad's entire thing. Because here's the thing: <laughs> reboot Launchpad is the best character of the entire show. All right, there you go, bold. Like I think, hands down, from beginning to end, he was the funniest thing, and he had so much heart every time he was on screen. And I couldn't get enough of him. And I was worried that Della coming back would mean that, like, Launchpad would be put... Like, he would just sort of disappear the same way Donald kind of would in season two. I think season two is the weakest because of the fact that Donald just sort of disappears for a lot of it. And I'm out that I wasn't a big fan. Because here's the other thing is every season is, is about one of the boys. Yeah. And I feel like the Louie stuff is mm-hmm. wasn't as well polished as the Huey and Dewey stuff. I get it. Man, I thought season two. Season two is really good still. I'm not I'm not going to pretend that it's not a good season. Padgett Brewster as Dello I thought was great. And yeah, like he was mentioning the song. The song is such a deep, or it's, it's, it's a deep cut depending because, you know, it's been, what, 30 years since the DuckTales game came out? Yeah. Because the, um, <laughs> the song, if, if people don't know, the song is one of the most famous pieces of music out of video games ever yeah yeah nes history man. which is just called the moon is the name in fact the guy who yeah. moon mm-hmm. theme. the yeah. guy who helped make this version of the song he worked on the ducktales remake game that they made years mm-hmm. back D- ducktales remastered i think was the name of which it. was great it was fantastic um, he made that and prior to that 
they asked him about it and he was like i was gonna make that song anyways like i like even if they hadn't asked me to do this show i was just going to make all of those songs or not the show the game right. i was just gonna do all of those and then when the, this episode came out is it uh, it's whatever happened to della duck right yes whatever happened yeah. to della duck absolutely they asked him for input to make the lyrics for that song that's why he's one of the people that's credited for it although it's a shame they didn't credit the actual guy who created the song in, in the credits, oh, which is a pain no. in the ass. I forgot his name, but he's a very prolific Capcom music artist. But that's one of those great deep cuts the show has consistently what they did with each character. Like Doofus Drake is a character that they went the complete opposite direction. <laughs> Like, but you know, uh, the thing is that it's a well-known fact that nobody liked Doofus. It was one of those hated characters, right. so yeah. it was... I don't know anyone who liked Doofus Drake, uh, or even know what his name was, for that matter, <laughs> kind of thing. And they, they did such a great job with that. And, you know, same with Babadak. It was another, ca- you know, the cave duck uh, from the past. Like, oh, yeah. It was another character right. fans hated. And I love this version, because what they did, because in the original, he's like just this stupid, stereotypical caveman. And what I think is what they did was smart because they made him like more animalistic in movement and in behavior, but at the same time, he's not stupid. He's smart. Right. So he's more like a little gorilla or something like that. But I like it was one of those characters. Oh, I actually like this one a lot more. And it's funny you mentioned Della undercutting Launchpad. Uh, I mean, you, that you were fe- was having this fear. Honestly, when I first saw saw Della coming back and interacting with Lunchpad, I was thinking they're going to like a, do like a romance between them. Like oh, it was, I don't know why it was my. F- <laughs> no, 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 thank God. But it was like my first reaction. Oh, are they shipping those two? That wouldn't have been too weird. <laughs> but why don't you carry that into as we wind down here? Why don't you give us your final thoughts? on the finale as a whole, as well as the season. If I may start, I love this show as a whole. Again, I think it's a great adaptation and like a new take on those characters, Scrooge, you know, uh, and the rest. My problem with the finale, aside of the fact that I think we mentioned this before, uh, is that they were going to be four seasons, but, you know, because apparently they got one season cut, they had to cram a lot of stuff into this last, last season when they go against Foul the Finnish organization for world larceny, yeah. which is which, which was great storyline, but I don't know, there were like few storylines, like, uh, you know, they didn't resolve Negadak, you know, um, they, uh, like, they were building up the Beagleberg, you know, uh, with the Beagle Boys, and that never came up. Or, uh, you know, with the trial episode where Magica uh, tells her backstory about her brother, like, I was thinking, oh, it's such a great episode, where are they gonna go with this? And, yeah. you know, it was like this one flashback, so, oh, you know, felt like a waste and uh, going to the finale you know my problem uh, I love the finale but I have a, like a literally problem with the last 10 minutes where they did a reveal about a character that for me not only was like really unnecessary and just uh, sorry stupid like it's just <laughs> felt like it's uh, made me feel of Skywalker Rises uh, you know in many ways yeah. but uh, I also have a problem that for me that undercuts the message they were going for because what I love uh, about the final episode which I think uh, for kids is like a gr- especially in a show about, about family yeah uh, I think it's a great message that they went there that uh, you know uh, Webby who uh, played by uh, Kate McCutchie yes yes, yes. how her name mm-hmm. That's yeah, uh, which I think did a fantastic job with the last episode. And I really loved where the final episode was going, that they are showing, oh, look, this character built this entire la- large family, you know, of the people she met over the seasons, you know, like she didn't have any family except for her grandmother. And now she like meets those two sisters and, 
they have this scene where she, they, she's showing their her family tree and she's like, oh, this is my family. And they like go, but you know, they aren't related to you. This is not your family. No, you don't understand. This is my family, but they aren't related to you. You know that. And for me, you know, in a kid show, I think it's a strong stuff, you know, just questioning this entire idea. And uh, I think it was a great message in that final episode about what really is a family. And uh, for me, I will just say this, the ending felt like they wanted uh, have their cake and eat it too, but they right. uh, trip over and hit in a face because it's like you have this really great message. Yeah. Uh, you know that family is it not related, but then you decided to go, oh, screw it. It's, you know. <laughs> right. So what, what's an arbitrary number rating you would give the this experience? As a whole, I would give it, I'm trying to be like between seven and an eight. Yeah. So I don't know, seven and a half strangers out to find you out of ten. <laughs> Very nice. Spider Mike. Yeah, the finale is an interesting one because it pays off a lot, but it also stuff just sort of happens, <laughs> kind of thing, in some of it too. Because it's obvious that because like yeah, the episode prior to this, as you mentioned, is sets up all this backstory for Magica, and then you realize oh, like this doesn't feel like the penultimate episode of something that should be the finale, kind of thing. Like it's it's setting up more than it is doing anything else. Yeah, the finale is great. Only, but my only issue with it is that I felt like it still happens too fast. Mm. It's it's a duck blur is a good way of putting it. <laughs> Stuff just sort of happens. It, it reminds me of an old. You mentioned that like you know a through line in a car, in a kids cartoon. Um, the last cartoon that really did that job really well was um Gravity Falls. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Gravity Falls makes fun of the fact that there is a reveal kind of similar to what happens in this that doesn't feel like it's built up. And Gravity Falls makes a great gag about it because uh, I guess the, the reveal in Gravity Falls is that it turns out Stan has a twin brother who's and that's the actual author of the book and everything. And a lot of fans were upset about it because they're like, well, none, none of that's ever really like right. hinted at per se. And so there's an episode where they're watching um, the Duck Detective and ironically enough, and the um, and it turns out the duck has an evil twin brother that like, and he's like, where did that come from? They didn't like talk about that at all. I don't understand that kind of thing. It's still like it happens, and they have a good explanation for it, and it works for a lot of stuff that's set up prior to that. But I still felt like it still kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I but as it progressed, I was just I found myself still really loving a lot of the stuff because there's a lot of references to other shows in here too. There's a great Gargoyles reference in the middle of it with a music cue as well. Yeah, yeah. with a great music cue with it too. Same voice actor. <laughs> that yeah, made yeah, the yeah. head me on stitches, by the way. Like the way that whole thing gets set up, because like I just love. I love the fact that Gyro is just like, we're the science team. You want the magic team. They're over there somewhere kind of thing. <laughs> and then that's that reveal with what's going on with Manny, the headless man horse, yeah. which fucking cracks me up. Like that, There's so many great characters with like weird ass names like that. But And then there's some great fight sequences throughout it that are really emotional and really powerful. And I, I teared up probably the most at the launch pad part. Mm-hmm. Because it is it is a good example of like how much these characters meant throughout the show, and it it worked so well that I was just like I was I had I was in tears because of it. By the time it was over, it was like man, it feels like there's so much left unsaid, yeah, and that bothers me because it it definitely feels like this wasn't supposed to be the finale. It feels like this was supposed to be like the finale to this specific plot point, and then maybe there would be something later on. Because it feels like it still sets up stuff, and that bums me out more than anything. Absolutely. I love the show. I adore the show. It's a shame that it's ended 
and it's shame on you disney you sick bastards kind of thing like you took you took you took this amazing thing from us and that that bothers me more than anything but i i think the show's still one of the best shows ever made kind of thing it's it has so much heart and like my said there's so much about family about how family is who you make make family because i i still don't think it it undercuts it a little bit but it doesn't undercut it enough where i thought it 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 ruins it because of the the way the ending is where he's like this is my family and you see everybody throughout the show and I, especially you know because launchpad because you know i think that's the main reason it works for me because launchpad is such a you know such a big part of it that yeah this is my family even though he's a crazy person back there <laughs> but that's that's what the show is and it's so goddamn perfect but it it's just stumbles unfortunately at the i feel like at the end but for the season itself i would give it eight out of ten glom gold terrible plans but the show as a whole i would give 9.5 out of 10 times i want to say woo every time i say ducktales <laughs> yeah I'm the same as you. I'm just going to wrap this up. David Tennant's taking the place of Alan Young as Scrooge McDuck since Alan Young has passed away when they were putting this into production. And I didn't think anybody could ever play Scrooge McDuck, but David Tennant's brilliant as that character. And he's also actually Scottish. Um, Catherine Tate plays Magica. That's a Doctor Who reunion. That sold me as soon as I saw that. My favorite side character, though, I'm going to end with this before I go into a big rant. Ma Beagley is the incredible, talented, and wonderful Margot Martindale. Character actress Margot Martindale. Character actress Margot Martindale. She's too good. If anybody watches BoJack, I have to say (laughs) it. So I give the finale, which it felt rushed, but I'm finding out just by talking to you gentlemen, it seems like it kind of was because of Disney back behind the curtain drama. I don't know. So it's it's a good seven. No, I'll go eight out of ten for the finale, but the series as a whole... My daughters have already been rewatching it, and we love watching this show together. So many fun episodes. I'm giving that 9.5 as well out of 10. And that is our DuckTales review. Duck.